Hello, and welcome to The Bite, Hope Brooklyn's weekly podcast for bite-sized spiritual thoughts to inspire you as you center your life around God's great story. Thanks so much for listening. Hello, everyone. Welcome to The Bite. This is Nathan with you this week. Uh, The verses we're taking a look at today are sort of a transition between two well-known miraculous episodes in Matthew's Gospel. It's between the story of the feeding of the 5,000 and the storm where Jesus walks on water. And nestled right in between these two epic stories are these innocuous little sentences. And they read, this is Matthew 14, 22 through 23. Immediately, Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to the other side while he dismissed the crowds. After he dismissed them, he went up on a mountainside by himself to pray. Even here, after an unbelievable account of 5,000 men, and probably twice that with women and children present, being fed until full from some kid's multiplied lunch, we have a bit of a tactical maneuver from Jesus here. He sends his disciples, his best friends, in a boat across the lake ahead of him while he dismisses the crowds, and then he goes and climbs a mountain to be alone and pray. And there are two observations from these simple verses I want us to consider today. First of all, Jesus dismisses the crowds and gets alone to pray. I like to think that dismissing the crowds for Jesus maybe looks like him distributing the leftovers to make sure they don't all get hoarded by a few people, or maybe he's being rushed by kids and wrestling them in the grass. Maybe there's a whole bunch of people who need healing or just a simple touch. Or maybe that bunch are all in a line, like 300 deep, just to say thanks for lunch, and if they're lucky, get a bear hug from Jesus. That's, that's probably what I'd be in the market for, honestly. But either way, he sends his 12 best friends away ahead of him while he cleans up and says a proper goodbye to everyone. And after he dismisses them, it says that he goes up on a mountainside by himself to pray. And I bet it's because he's beat, physically and emotionally, but probably spiritually too. I mean, remember, he is 100% human after all. He doesn't have super strength or is inhumanly extroverted. He's just a guy who is also somehow God, but God who has emptied himself completely of every advantage of being God. That's probably why he has to escape to the wild so often to be with God again. It's God separated from God. And I imagine there's a magnetism that's constantly drawing him, them, back into communion to keep him energized, to keep him encouraged, maybe even to keep him alive. This is still all so new. God has never been apart from God before in the story. And it must be exhausting. The second thing I'd like us to consider together is that Jesus sends his friends ahead of him. And I think this is important. Why does he do that? He makes them take action, presumably without knowing where they're going or why. Or if they do, we're not told that in the text. Jesus just says, take the boat and go on ahead, I'll catch up. This is especially interesting to me, being that it's coming off of the story only a few verses ago, where there's a crowd of thousands of people that are following Jesus around, and they begin to get a little hangry, and Jesus asks another seemingly impossible thing of his twelve. Hey, why don't you give them something to eat already? He asks 12 guys to feed probably five to 10,000 people, basically empty-handed. And now he says, I'll handle sending everyone off. You just take the boat across the lake and I'll find you. 
Granted, this is a huge body of water, and they have no cell phones or navigation. What nobody knows is they're about to sail into a massive storm. Keep tuning into the bite to hear what happens next. And skipping ahead, Jesus is about to ask something else of his friends that sounds crazy, too. Hey, why don't you step out of the boat and walk on the water to me? Each instance surrounding these in-between verses today, Jesus is asking something totally insane and kind of unfair of his friends. Why don't you feed these thousands of people with this kid's bag lunch? Why don't you take the boat across the lake and trust me to find you? Why don't you walk on the water of a stormy lake to come meet me? It's like he's asking them to take a step into something insane and not telling them if it's going to work out. Well, that's, that's exactly what he's doing. Insane, that is, unless he comes through with the unthinkable. And each time he does. And each time it comes with a surprising and delightful twist. Five to 10,000 people do somehow get fed from some kid's bag lunch, and there's a truckload of leftovers afterward. They do find Jesus, but it's not safely on the other side of the lake. It's in the middle of the storm on the lake, and he's walking across the surface of the water to them. Peter steps out of the boat and walks on the water to Jesus, but doesn't make it the whole way, and Jesus catches him. Which all makes me think, what does Jesus require of us for him to move? Maybe it's just maybe it's just that first step. Maybe it's just our action, just our yes. In order for God to pull off something insane, does he ask something insane of us too? This is what I love about God. He's a God of yes. And all he asks is for us to say yes back to him, even if it seems crazy. And maybe it's not because he requires some sort of equal transaction or equal reciprocation. It's not like that. Maybe he knows that asking our yes to be equal to his would be impossible. But because in all things he's a with us God, he wants to be in all of it with us and for us to be in all of it with him. We're going to feed a massive crowd with a bag lunch? Are you game? My answer is yes. What's yours? Let's do it together. I'm not going to wait for you on the other side of the storm. I'm going to walk across the water so I can be in the middle of it with you. And when we're in the middle of the storm, get out of the boat and, hey, why not? Let's walk on the lake together. It makes this journey of faith so much more than just, just religion, but a great adventure we're being beckoned into. God, give us just enough guts to say yes back to you and trust that you'll come through and catch us in surprising and delightful ways. Keep beckoning and help us to keep walking, even if it's out of the boat into the lake. Amen. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of The Bite. To find out more about the mission and ministry of Hope Brooklyn and to subscribe to our other podcasts and lots more, visit us online at www.hopebrooklyn.org.